This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. And monkeys might fly out of my butt. Now, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host, Sean Ray. Sean. Shawnee, if you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and if you think about it, if your planet was tidally locked, then the time of day would be a physical location. Joining me tonight in the historic Infinite Potato Studio, we have Scott. How are you, sir? Hmm. <laughs> Trying to keep his beer from exploding. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> oh, but luckily, it dripped on my brand new pants. Hi. We have uh, a few things that we're going to talk about tonight, and uh, I thought we would start with talking about just some of the stuff that we've been watching. A little bit of uh, news that's come out over the last uh, couple of days. I know. We got the announcement yesterday that um, Legends of Tomorrow is being canceled. Is it being canceled after the new season, or is it just done? I'm assuming that um, they're not going to be making any more <clears throat> because it's. It, I think it's early enough in the year that uh, they wouldn't have necessarily started production on uh, on the next season. And I can't remember which was the the latest season, if it was season seven or eight. I haven't I'm, watched it in a while, so I don't remember. I, I'm a full season behind. Yeah, I know. I have an entire season in my media library that I I haven't watched yet. I'm I think two full seasons behind on Batwoman, which is also canceled. Yeah. Um, the Flash. I am I'm I'm a full season behind on that as well. The yeah, I know it just, it, it got renewed. With Superman Lois. It got renewed, but I wouldn't <clears> be surprised <throat> to see it uh get canceled after this this season. Oh, yeah, yeah, they they got renewed for what I'm assuming is its final season even though I don't think they've said it. Yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be their final season. I haven't watched The Flash <clears throat> in a couple of years and it's not I mean, I know everybody says that it's that it's not good anymore. Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been watching it, but uh, 
I didn't just consciously say I'm going to stop watching this show. Um, just, I think, I don't know if my taste just changed or whatever. A lot of those shows I haven't seen other than Superman and Lois, which I didn't, I haven't seen the the new season of Superman and Lois yet. Um, but it's definitely, I, I definitely will because I loved that first season. First season was good. I'm enjoying the the, the second season as well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know if I'm, if it's, if it's, um, I don't want to say it's superhero fatigue because I've heard that kind of pushed around a lot. Uh, because I'm still, it's not like I don't want to go see Marvel movies when they come out. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go see Dr. Strange at the drive-in this weekend. The, um, the fatigue is on the part of the writers yeah. of these CW shows. And I cite the flash uh, specifically. It's, it's, it's just tired writing. It's formulaic. It's, it's very predictable. You know exactly what's going to happen every episode. And they still, for for years now, they are falling into the same problem every episode, which is whoever the villain of the week is on The Flash, they're going to be causing some havoc. Flash is going to run to the scene. He's going to, he's going to skid to a stop and he's going to talk to the villain. The villain's going to talk to him. The villain is going to take a swipe and it's going to knock down The Flash and the villain's going to run away. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Because it should be impossible to knock down the Flash. He can run faster than time. Yeah. (laughs) You can't quick draw this guy. But it happens every week. Mm -hmm. And it drives me crazy. Also, the writing is uninspired. Uh, They're too repetitive. Even within the same episode, they'll say the same things over and over again. Um, Too many... Just... uh, and it's not a DC thing because DC's got uh, uh, a Peacemaker. I thought Peacemaker was great. Yeah, when you when you get talented people to come in and work hard to make an entertaining show, then you get something like Peacemaker. Yeah. When you get writers who are told, come up with 20-some-odd uh, episodes worth of script and tell tell a story, set it up in the first episode and have the villain carry through the season until they defeat the big bad at the end of the season and make it take up, you know, 20 some odd episodes. Yeah. That's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, Peacemaker was what? Eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I I think, and I'm starting to be a big fan of that. You know, uh, the, the 22 23 episode season is kind of a a thing that's mostly gone away except in the big networks the big yeah. networks want to keep doing that and he, and even some of their shows are turning into 16 episode series and stuff like that but i'm starting to become a big fan of uh when i hear of a show that's just going to be 8 or 10 episodes a season um that i know that they're going to cut a lot of the fluff out Exactly. You know, it, it's going to be more streamlined. It's going to be uh, more packed with important stuff and a lot less uh, empty filler. Yeah. Uh, and it allows them to spend more money per episode because you're not spreading across, you know, that many, that many more installments. Yeah. Uh, it, 
there are benefits all over the place. Um, I, I don't know why shows don't do that more. And with stuff that's still on, uh, you know, regular, uh, network television, if it's a show where they're trying to tell one story across an entire season, it's going to be slow going. It's going to have sluggish parts because they're trying to fill 20 plus episodes with this one story. But you notice that all these shows, one, one thing that most of these shows have in common with a, a 20 plus episode season is they're going to go on a holiday break. Yeah. There's going to be a sizable hiatus right in the middle of the season. They're going to have a mid season finale and then you wait for a while and then you come back for the, for the rest of it. You can cut down on the filler and have a more compact and efficient story. If you just tell two stories, mm-hmm. yeah, beginning of the season to the mid-season finale, that's one story. Boom, done. But, you know, build in a, a hook or a cliffhanger to bring people back, but make that one story. Don't try to make a single story last for all those 22 episodes, because that's too much. Yeah, People are going to get bored. It's going to get slow. So just... First half of the season is one story. Next half of the season, that's a different story. Some series do that. They, I mean, uh, uh, the 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 fall finale didn't used to be a thing. You know, when I was a kid, they would just the show would just stop coming out. About it would start in September yeah. and it would last until about mid November, and then it would stop until January. Uh, and but now they have a fall finale, which is you know they have some big event or whatever that's supposed to get you to come back when the when the show returns in January. But um, mm. have you been watching Moon Knight? Uh, yes, I have. I did. Yeah, I think I want the the latest episode. I think it was the latest episode. Um, this this is a six episode miniseries, right? Yeah, I think that, I think we got. I think they've got one episode left. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. It was episode five. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched episode five at, at, at the time of this recording. It was either this morning or yesterday. Um, as well as the latest episode of Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. I I decided to make today a, a sit back, watch a bunch of TV, and play a whole lot of Star Trek online. Because... Yeah. It's my birthday. I can do what I want. Oh, happy so birthday. I just <laughs> I just spent the whole day taking in media in, in different forms, including a two-hour and 40-minute movie that we're going to discuss that I finished less than 10 minutes before we started recording. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and like Rick, I have some things to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Oscar Isaac is doing an incredible job on, on this uh, series, and it's... Um, it's a, a a thing about modern series, like we were talking about, where you just do these six or eight episode series. You can get bigger names mm-hmm. because most. Um, I heard somebody who was it. I heard somebody talking about this on a podcast. I think it was Rosenbaum's podcast. That um, it may have been Mark Paul Gosler when he was on uh, talking about the fact that a lot of actors don't. A lot of movie actors don't want to do TV. But now they will because they can just go in and do eight episodes and they're done with it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just like, it's just like shooting a movie, you know, it's the same, basically the same length of time that they would spend making a big budget movie or whatever, you know, they just do eight episodes. It comes out, 
they're done with it, they get paid, and they can move on. So it, sh- it should also be pointed out that this is Disney Plus. We're talking about making a miniseries that's part of the MCU. Yeah, this yeah. is it's a little bit different than you know trying to get a big name to come on for uh, a four a four episode arc on the new Saved by the Bell. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like they were able to get like uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson came on and did True Detective a few mm-hmm. years ago because it's just a short one season series and they were done with it. Uh, and, and, and now they're able to get some of these bigger actors to come on and do a, like you said, it's a Disney plus show or whatever it's tied into the MCU, but there's no, there's no guarantee that we're going to see Oscar Isaac play this character again in a movie. You know, that he's I don't think we're going to see him again. I, I think he's gone on record as saying that he's only doing this. Yeah, he's just he it's a, it's a one and done kind of thing. Yeah, but I, some people say, well, not necessarily because uh, Disney and Marvel will have actors uh, just lie during the true. camera. That is like, true. They will like like Andrew Garfield will just lie to your face. Yeah, <laughs> until he shows up in the movie. Um, so Oscar Isaac, he might come back. I think it's more likely that they'll they'll end this miniseries with um with the girl becoming the new moon knight and then we can listen to all the fanboys uh whine and complain that moon knight is a guy why do they have to be all woke and make moon knight a woman and then you have to say to them shut up you didn't care who moon knight was anyway before he got a miniseries i love it when people just act like the word woke is a bad thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i've started watching this show on Paramount Plus called The Offer. And it's uh it's a biographical drama mm-hmm. about how The Godfather was adapted into a movie. You know, and I've said on the show before the The Godfather is one of my favorite movies of all time. I know it I know there's problems with it. I know that it's misogynistic. I know that it's uh it, it puts Italian Americans in a bad light, but that particular part of it has a lot to do with the show. You know, it's it is set in the seventies and it's about the people that made the movie. So it's about Mario Puzo and it's about Francis Ford Coppola and the producers and everything. And they're getting, they're getting flack from the actual mafia that don't want this movie to come out. And, and they're, uh, they're putting out in the media that it is uh, degrading to Italian Americans, you know, Mm -hmm. Frank Sinatra is a character in this. He doesn't want the movie to come out because the the um, what's the the I want to I want to say Vic Fontaine. It's not Vic Fontaine. It's um, Corleone. The the no the 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 crooner that's in the that's in the um, that's in the Godfather that was oh. uh, like a friend of the family. He um, his character is kind of based on Frank Sinatra. Yeah, but uh, and Frank Sinatra did not like it you know because there was uh there was a subtext that he was a homosexual and stuff mm-hmm. like that and john irons is waiting to be admitted into the room so here he comes but uh but yeah it's a it, it, it's really good it's a period piece i've only seen the first two episodes i think they've released three episodes so far and um it's got the it's got kind of a mafia flavor to it but it's also like old hollywood and i like old hollywood type movies about how they how the movie business used to be you know when it was a 
when it was more of a thing than it is now you know john john is here hi we're just kind of talking about uh some of the stuff that we've uh we've been watching but um i, I will i will say that this show the offer they're a little bit loose on the facts because at, as little as i know about the behind the scenes of the godfather i've noticed a couple of things so there's no telling what i haven't noticed you know like the for instance they they make it look like vic damone okay johnny fontaine that was the guy's name in, in the godfather johnny fontaine is the character that i was talking about vic damone they made it look like he was the first person that they approached to be in the movie as this character but what actually happened is they cast al martino to play this character and then they took the part away from him and gave it to vic damone and then vic damone was afraid of making sinatra mad so he pulled out they gave it back to al martino and he's the one that played it in the played him in the movie so the fact that they kind of skirt around with the facts on that i don't know there could be bigger stuff that i don't you know that i don't realize that they're doing that but but anyway what have you been watching scott partially inspired by the wonderful job that Allison Pill has been doing in season two of Picard. Um, I did a quick, it's, it's really easy to do it. There's like, I think possibly less than 20, like around 20 episodes of the newsroom. Uh, Aaron Sorkin's um, second follow-up from West Wing. He did studio 60, and then he did the newsroom. It's not his best work, but it's an easier rewatch to just knock out all three seasons and be done with it. And Jeff Daniels is great. Mm, yeah. Um, I've seen clips from it, but I've never watched uh, mm, the actual show. Uh, and Allison Pill does a great job across these uh, three, you know, relatively short seasons. Um, the, her character's progression from the beginning of the series to the to the end is really impressive. She does a, a great job. And uh, like I said, with seeing her now in two seasons of Picard, she she's just killing it. She is I, I always knew that she had talent, but mm -hmm. seeing her these days and rewatching uh the newsroom, if you get past the fact that it's Aaron Sorkin and there are female characters in the show, which is not always a great combination, if you can get past that part and focus on her performance she's she's really great yeah um aside from that we mentioned moon knight um superman and lois i'm keeping up on those um and for for my obscure watch i am making a slow progression through the only two seasons of powers which is a uh, uh john is chuckling which makes me think that he knows what i'm talking about <laughs> Um, a a television adaptation of uh, the Brian Michael Bendis comic book Powers, which was produced and released through the PlayStation Network oh, yeah. back when they were trying to make original uh, original programming. Yikes! I thought you were going to say that. What was that sitcom that took place in the DC universe? Order. No, powerless. No, yeah, powerless. powerless. Yeah, yeah. Yike. no, no. I mean, I have it. I even con I I considered doing a rewatch, and I think I got two episodes in. I was like, I'm not going through this a second time. Uh, -uh. that show was bad. Yeah, Just, it wasn't great. Uh, it was bad. 
Um, John, what about you? What have you been watching lately? I've been watching um, probably things you've already discussed. So, like, um, I'm going by the days of the week. On uh, nothing comes out Monday or Tuesday. Although um, Snowpiercer, the season just ended a few weeks ago. The TNT show. Better Call Saul comes on on Mondays, but that's that's me. Well, I'm, I haven't. <laughs> Uh, and Tuesdays is This Is Us yeah no (laughs) Uh, Wednesday is uh, Moon Knight Um, Thursday is um, Picard and Halo Halo is good I've been watching Halo I never played the game um, because I'm, I don't really like first-person shooters often, but I know that the story is supposed to be great. I know it's like I th- actually watching the show made me finally um, download the game. I don't know if I'll ever have time to play it, but I have it now. <laughs> and Fridays, um, you got your Young Justice, you got Atlanta, uh, Black Ladies sketch comedy show on HBO fantastic all, all three um, yeah man like Young Justice is amazing like it's so good so good is that uh, have they started a new season or is this still the the what what season is is it's coming like out season four or five like, like past the Cartoon Network yes yeah 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 they're they're yes there's, okay so there's your next binge when you're when you're done with when you're done with powers yeah catch up catch up on uh young justice um, the, the only my only complaint about and literally my only complaint uh is that they don't do a previously on young justice like they just start and they'll go they will reference anything that has happened on the show in the past four seasons like you know and it takes place like over years and years and years so when they start off i think robin is uh he's like uh little robin like dick grayson robin and he's you know 12 13 and you know at this point it's 10 15 years later yeah this season I I want to uh, say that he, he, when, when they went into season two, uh, uh, Grayson had become Nightwing, yeah. and Tim was the new was the new Robin. Uh maybe. That yeah, yeah. that may have been because I, I think there's like a three or four year jump from season one to two. Yeah, I think, or from two to three. But yeah, like you know, at this point, like some of the characters are parents. Like I don't. You know, I don't read really comics anymore, so I don't know how much of this is, um, you know, based on storylines that have already happened in the comics or is relatively original um, content. Mm-hmm. But it's it's always a surprise to me. Um, they threw in a sweet gargoyles reference um, <laughs> at the start of this season. At the, so on the uh, Stranded Panda Network, you know, with the uh, uh, friend friend to the infinite potato Matt Carroll one of their shows is 
um, animation, I want to say animation deliberation, but I'm not sure if that's right. I feel like that's right. Uh, I can hear the theme song. Animation, deliberation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to say what the reference was, but I asked them if they saw it and if they caught it. I was like, no, I, I didn't get it. So I, I pointed out, I felt good. Anyway, great show, Young Justice. Um, I recently, last weekend, um, my daughter, I was, I don't know if I ever would have done this on my own, but she wanted to see Jurassic Park movies. So we binged all of the Jurassic Park movies <laughs> up until <laughs> the one that's, you know, so she's all caught up for when the new one comes out. Uh, and playing um, puzzle video games. How old is she? She's 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, 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 yeah. Uh, Jurassic Jurassic Park. Sometimes I forget how intense Jurassic Park is, and uh, I think I made my daughter watch it when she was a little too young. I think she was about eight. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I was on the fence. I was on yeah. the fence. I was like, okay, but but you know, there's a show on Netflix. Yeah, uh, the Camp Cretaceous or whatever, and it's not. You know, they don't show as much, but it's like the same stuff happens. Like they're still eating people. So. Yeah. My uh, so the other thing that I've been watching the last the last eight episodes of Ozark dropped on Netflix, and I've been kind of going through those. I haven't finished them yet. I think I've got like four episodes left. Um, so we've we've been watching those, and my wife and I have this thing where towards the end of the night, because we watch a lot of dark shows, you know. So towards the end of the night, before we go to bed, we usually watch a sitcom, and sometimes it's like an older sitcom, you know. And recently, we've been watching Maud um, on Tubi. You know, it's Tubi. M a u d e Maud. Yeah, B yeah. Arthur, with, Maud. B Arthur. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it streams the streaming network Tubi. It's a uh, it's free on there. And, well, they they like release the first two seasons for a, a certain amount of time, and then they take them off, and they'll put season three and four on there for a certain amount of time. You know, so we've been watching those, and and. Um, that is a uh, that is a funny show. It really is, and uh, Adrian, so Adrian Barbo, Adrian Barbo's on the show, and uh, my wife made she the comment. Is. My wife made the comment the other day. Said, "I don't think she's very pretty," and I said, "You go sit over there." <laughs> no, no, she's 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 a very pretty lady. Yes. Um. Well, I mean, she's about 85 now, but <laughs> still holding it down. She's uh, she's a good looking 85. And she's she's got a Star Trek connection, so so that helps. Yeah, she did play a Romulan on mm-hmm. uh, TNG. Was it no, it's Deep Space Nine. Deep yeah. Space Nine, yeah. Um Inter uh Inter Arma um Inter Arma Legus. All right, so Rick is here. How you doing, Hi. Rick? I've had a day. <laughs> so we're waiting for you to to join in so we can talk about this wonderful movie that we all watched. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry, oh, John. Did you? Did <laughs> Wait, you? You didn't watch it, did you? No. Uh, we, by the way, uh, Scott. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Rick. Thank you. 
Yes. Happy happy old birthday. <laughs> old birthday. <laughs> happy, happy almost expired birthday. So Thank what you. we'll do is uh okay, I'll explain what we'll do. Okay. So I we I'm, I'm have... confused. I'm confused. We're we we were supposed to watch a wonderful movie? <laughs> because I don't know about y'all, but I watched Nashville. A few years ago, we started going through the list of the 100 greatest movies of all time, according to IMDb. And we moved our way through about a quarter of it. Um, We are going to try and pick it back up. And we're beginning with number 81, which was Nashville from 1975, written by Joan Tukesberry. And written and directed by Robert Altman. <laughs> and, uh, that is a made-up name. His name is not Tewksbury. <laughs> maybe Tewksbury or something. Okay. I think it's Tewksbury. It'd be it'd be funnier if it was if it was Tewksbury. Tewks Um Okay, so here this is a partial star list. It had uh, Ned Beatty, Keith Carradine, Shelley Duvall, Henry Gibson, Scott Glenn, Jeff Goldblum, Lily Tomlin, and Elliot Gold. Um, what what year is this movie from? 1975 and so what i thought we would do well there's a lot more people in it. there's like yeah, that's, 25 that's like, characters that's not even a quarter yeah. of the people that were in this movie <laughs> i thought that what we could do if we had somebody on that had not watched it is uh we will cool. give our review of it and then we will tell john whether or not we recommend he watch it or not I was just gonna say, should I just leave now? Since I, we no. <laughs> great. I serve a purpose. Yay, um, John! I think we're about to do you a big favor. The um, I mean, you guys are being super subtle, but I'm kind of picking up a vibe that maybe <laughs> the plot <laughs> is over the course of a few hectic days, numerous interrelated people prepare for a political convention. Um, I had no idea what to expect from this movie because the only other Robert Altman film that I know that I've seen because I used to I didn't really pay attention to who the director was and things like that but uh was MASH and I love that movie MASH is a classic but a legit bona fide classic what that movie did that this one did not do was make a film that was MASH was episodic it had it had like these short vignettes this would happen, and this would kind of wrap up, and then they go and they do this other thing, and it would kind of wrap up, you know. And it was, it was easily able to be translated into a sitcom later, you know, because it was like these mini stories, and they put them all together and made this movie. That's not what Nashville was. Nashville was just like, here's a bunch of people; they're all doing something different, and we're just going to visit these people for 10 seconds and then we're going to visit these people for 10 seconds and listen to a piece of their conversation and then go listen to somebody else and they spent about the first hour and a half introducing characters the movie is two hours and 40 minutes long that was going to be my next question yeah so they spend the first hour and a half like introducing characters the last hour of the movie i'm not going to say it was good but it was better than the first hour and a half <laughs> because it kind it kind of started to look like a movie, you know, at, at some point, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the final scene is supposed to be like this. I mean, I won't spell out everything that happened, but 
I mean, I'm I don't not, care. I might as well. So I'm not gonna watch it's it. like a violent parody <laughs> of American politics that that it kind of works a little bit for what for even today's world, but as much as it did then, but as much as I like the way that it ended, I can't recommend it. It's just it's too hard to get through. It's a slog. You know, I was I was an hour into it and I was contemplating turning it off, but um but I didn't. I watched the whole thing and uh but yeah that's what i thought of it It was just not i mean it was it just wasn't good i mean it it just wasn't there was pieces of it that were it was supposed to be a comedy i didn't laugh that much but there was a couple of things that would happen here and there that oh that was funny that little thing that happened right there was funny that thing that he said was funny you know or whatever but there was nothing that happened that I really thought was a comedy, even though it's called a comedy, you know. But I didn't get the sense that it was supposed to be a comedy. It it's, it's not a comedy. It's it's a satire. It's it's straight up satire. But well, Hollywood doesn't know how to comedy. pigeonhole a satire, so they'll just go, "Oh, it's a comedy." Yeah, that's what I said. Is had listed in IMDb that it's a comedy satire, comedy slash satire. Um, even though it's it does not a have drama, so they don't know what to call it. It does have yeah. some comedic actors in it. Lily Tomlin's in it. Jeff Goldblum's in it, even though he never says anything. You know, he's a he's a he's. I don't know if he's mute or if he just doesn't have anything to say. I don't know. <laughs> he does really bad magic tricks. Yeah, but, I think uh, I think one one singular bad magic trick, and then beyond that, completely useless to the movie. Yeah, he yeah. is one hundred percent superfluous. Well, he gave Shel- Shelley Duvall a ride at one point. He was supposed to be. <laughs> I think he I was think supposed everyone to be did the in char- this movie. <laughs> I think he was supposed to be the character that they that would flow between scenes. Like when he would leave a when he would leave a location, that would be the end of the scene. And then we were supposed to see the next scene. We were supposed to see him arriving, and then that everybody would kind of show I think up. Someone after needed that. to tell the editor that. Then, yeah, it didn't work out that way. But um, but yeah. So what'd you guys think? Rick, I know you hated it. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, I didn't hate it. Did you? Um, did you watch the whole thing? I, no, I didn't. I I tapped out at a, at an hour fourteen. Uh, you may have seen the 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 Facebook Messenger conversation. That was that was mm. the it hit one of my triggers that I just can't I can't get through. Uh, domestic violence, spousal abuse, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's uh, if I don't have to watch it, I won't. Um, you know, I am a I. This this would be, this could be a subject for a whole show. Trigger warnings. I am not for them. Um, I don't expect someone to do my homework for me, uh, you know. But when I get to something, you know, I'll either you know research, ask, hey, does this movie deal or TV show, and y'all have, have helped me out in this in this venue, you know, if a if a, a movie uh, or a TV show involves certain things that I cannot enjoy or or i do not wish to expose myself to because they hit too close to home uh i i will just not watch it let me let and me ask you something. Was, well, did, did yeah. that scene did that scene i'm trying to remember because and i may have i may have dozed off or something the scene that you're talking about did 
did he actually physically hit her or was it more of a psychological it was gas, the psychological lighting kind of thing you made me raise my yeah. voice to you. yeah i remember that but i was trying mm-hmm. to remember if he hit her um, before he said that or something no, there's there, there no, nothing physical not there nor was it later and i and not, not to say that, that rick is wrong in any way but that was in my opinion that was the worst of it from him to and, her and what I'm, was I'm, in that scene i i if and i had, had time it, right yeah. Well, well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It just has to be there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the thing is, you know how you said at about an hour in, you were ready to tap out, but you you, you soldiered through. Yeah, I was ready to tap out after about forty five minutes because I saw this movie was going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and I was hanging on for the sake of the podcast, and then we got to that, and I'm like, I, that's it. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Um, you know how Spinal Tap. You've all seen this is Spinal Tap, I presume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah okay you know how they're they, they they you know famously shot like 400 hours of film and then edited it down to like you know the the two hours of genius that is this is spinal tap and almost none of it was scripted they just had sort of a general outline of what they were going to do with each scene and then they just went go and they and they filmed it i kind of think this movie was shot the same way except they didn't cut anything out they just <laughs> taped it all together yeah <laughs> Yeah, just threw it onto a onto a projector. So, was the I don't know if that was the IMDb or or um, Wikipedia description. Well, would you guys say that synopsis was accurate? They're preparing for a convention. Or I something? mean, those things happened in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, it I, did. I it, was a, it was, was a five day period. Was there a, was there a was there a plot that is more correct than that? No, I, think I mean, plot was, is being generous. There wasn't really a plot at all. There was it's just a bunch of individual stories that happened to be happening at the same time, and then in, at the in end the of the same it, general city, in, in yeah, somewhere in, around in the Nashville. Nashville area, and yeah. then at the end of it, and through through this whole thing, you see a uh, a truck driving around with this political guy's uh, I can't remember his name, but he's got a political thing written all across the side of his truck. The replacement and party, and he's just playing uh, almost like a podcast of him uh, just spouting off all his political ideology as he's driving around they're just playing it over these loudspeakers he's got so, the giant speakers like from the blues brothers on top yeah. of his van so he keeps driving re-elect the mayor red thomas progress is his middle name and then at the end of it it's his political rally and uh and all the characters show up for that and the now let me let me ask you when it became interesting no it wasn't interesting well, I, I mean i was gone just, by that point said, well, you said the it became it became more of a movie. There was there there's some some semblance of a plot happened at that. Point. The, 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 let, me, last, let me ask you: the last hour became almost a cohesive movie. Yeah, but not really. And then yes, the the end of the movie takes place at a political rally, but really only one person is preparing for a political um, convention. Everyone else is just kind of you know pinballing around in in the vicinity well just and this to, is from a guy who went from opening credits to closing credits i watched the whole thing with eight minutes to spare between the closing credits and the start of recording for tonight yeah the the the, the, the just to just to spell it out there's a character in it that's like a loretta lynn stand-in she's she's that kind of country music singer and at the end of it there is a guy that pulls out a gun and shoots her while she's on stage and oh. and not for any particular reason to shoot her. He just wanted to shoot somebody. And he 
he was in the entire movie. <laughs> and there was, there was, there was, no... I'm, I'm laughing because Sean is, I, even that is more motivation than the movie gives us. The movie gives yeah. us zero motivation for the shooting. Zero. Yeah. We, we just, all, all we had was that he was carrying around a fiddle case through the entire movie. And it could be a fiddle in there or it could be a gun, you know, a Schrodinger's fiddle. And, uh, and, it, tur- and it turned out to be a gun. Why? A gun. We don't know. And he shot this, uh, this female musician who uh, had we, been in the hospital because she was burned somehow, but then she got better and she, she came was in back a fire, and everyone's yeah. glad that she's back. And then she collapsed and she's back in the hospital and then she gets back up on stage and is performing. And then she just starts rambling on, has a bit of a, of a breakdown. And then she's, apparently back in the hospital again but then she's back on stage and this guy shoots her why we don't know we never find out why he shot her we never find out if she lived or died they just took her off stage and then and then that's the end of the movie i mean well i'll tell you the two things i took away from this movie one and it's it's a question i want to ask is sean i presume and i this may be a big assumption are, are are you at least familiar with country music Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm married to Sherry of- Ray. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. No, we so, all know what that means. <laughs> so I'm wondering if being if, if there was in any way this movie had, you know, was like maybe a send up of country music tropes that I just don't get because I don't listen to country music at all. You know, once I stopped watching Hee Haw, that was the extent of my. Uh, <laughs> You know, no, they were they music. were there were some characters that were uh composites of actual people. Uh I think the what what was the guy's name? Hayden or the, the, the guy the, the dude that was that was the main the guy that Henry Gibson guy played. that was an asshole yeah. that was played Henry, by Henry Richardson. Yeah, was, he was he was, was Hayden. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be kind of a um uh, Porter Wagner type uh flamboyant he, country yeah he felt like he was yeah. they were spoofing somebody with him but i you know i had no idea i yeah. you know henry richardson to me is richardson henry gibson. henry gibson henry gibson henry gibson, gibson. laughing i you yeah. know i only know him from laughing where yeah. he would like show up and read some stupid poem and then nebbish away um for me it's it, the burbs yeah i never made it through that movie <laughs> um the other the other thing i took away from this movie is my god Shelley Duvall is gorgeous, and I don't know why they don't let her be gorgeous in other movies. <laughs> but that's 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 the main takeaway: is something about country music, and boy, is Shelley, is Shelley Duvall hot. That's like all I got. <laughs> so this was this is on the list, right? This is why we this is why you guys watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top hundred, and it's ninety something, eighty one, eighty one, going down from a hundred. It's the nineteenth one that we've seen that we watched. I have a theory about that, actually. I'll What's that? And I've I have said this many times about Star Trek the original series and and some other properties that we've talked about over the you know past decade and a half. Um, some things are important because they were groundbreaking, and you have to kind of put yourself into you have to put them into a historical context. And I have a, I have a feeling that this movie may have been like the first time anyone had done something like this. And so everybody went, wow, this is so revolutionary. It's got to be good, even though I don't get it. And then that (laughs) cachet just kind of stuck with it over the decades. And people just, oh, well, Nashville's great because 
people said it was amazing and they put it on the list and no one ever actually looked at it. Well, I'll tell you the, the, the quote that I found in my research that I think explains everything is that um, Altman said that this movie is the first time that he was able to do whatever he wanted without any studio interference. And I was like, Oh, oh so it. is uh, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it shows. Because, you know what I compare it to? And I know you all are going to disagree with me on this. And you're going to go, oh, here goes Rick Tarantino bashing again. But Reservoir Dogs, I don't think is that great of a movie. But nobody had done that up to that point. And because it was, you know, breaking through barriers, every I think the movie gets a lot more credit than it deserves. And I think it's in the same, I think that's the same thing that's going on with Nashville. I, I don't disagree with your premise. I, 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 can, I can see that. I can even uh, agree with it. But it doesn't sound like Reservoir Dogs. Um, I don't think it was like super great. But I mean, it was certainly a watchable movie. Like, I it's a better movie than that. Nashville. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's much, it much fine. shorter. I think he's only like 90 minutes. So. But I, um, I didn't like Reservoir Dogs. And I've seen it more than once for various reasons. And, you know, people rave about it like it, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And I, I just I um, don't see it, but I will I, grant I think, you that it broke, you know, it broke a lot of barriers. And I think it gets more praise than it deserves because of that. Well, I, I will also say, you know, kind of what you're saying about, um, uh, you know, put yourself in the mindset of the zeitgeist at the time. I think Reservoir Dogs... Um, gets a lot of um, residual credit because of Pulp Fiction, and people are like, "Wow, this is amazing! What else has this guy done?" Mm-hmm. And, and no, yeah, yeah, that's very much that very much happened because I saw yeah. I saw Reservoir Pulp. Dogs after Pulp Fiction, you know. Yeah, so did I. Pulp Fiction, Res- what the hell? <laughs> Reservoir Dogs has three incredible scenes three or four incredible scenes and then the rest is just you know stuff that happens between people swearing scenes. at each other <laughs> um scott i don't think i ever actually asked you what your review is if you wanted to before we do something else uh, it's not all that different from what we've been talking about i um i i sat down i i hit play and it went all the way through i didn't pause it i didn't rewind it i didn't do nothing i tried to turn on the subtitles but for some reason the app that I use to watch uh, my uh, digital library that's on my computer to stream it to the TV, it doesn't like subtitles. I, I can turn them on, and at best, they'll stay on for about 10 seconds, and then they fade away. That's so I had, say, that is the I, best I, review of anything I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> I sat down, I hit play, and it went all the way through. <laughs> there you go that, that tells you all you need to know that's that's about the most that i can say for that movie happened if, if anyone if anyone were to ask me directly so i've, I've heard about this movie nashville but what, what's it about i don't know a bunch of about stuff happens long well, what's the what, what, what's the what's the plot of the movie oh i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. the 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 biggest takeaway from the movie for me was playing where's the star that I recognize. Yeah. 
It's like, I'm watching for Scott Glenn. Where is he? Oh, there's Scott Glenn. That's the first time he's shown up in the movie. This is going to be great because I I like Scott Glenn. I like when he shows up and stuff. Let's see what he does. Oh, he just walked through the scene and I was gone. And you don't see him again for 30 huh. minutes or whatever. And why did know. Elliot Gould just drift in for some reason and then go away again? I want to know why. He was just Robert there. Altman would be my guess. He just showed he up and, and Altman, on the set one day. Altman said, <laughs> he was like, oh, you're making another that, movie? Can I be in it? Sure. That's exactly right, Rick. He happened yeah. to be on set that day. He visited the set and Robert Altman was like, hey, you want to be in the movie? You yeah. can play yourself. And he did. Yeah. They, did they didn't even say this is like, you know, Bob Smoker, the famous star. It was like, no, oh, you want to meet Elliot Gould? There he is. Yeah. yeah. And he really didn't say much. I mean, no. he had like maybe one line. Yeah, they just came up with some stuff and they improv some stuff with Elliot Gould because he happened to be on set. And then when Julie Christie happened to stop by, they did the exact same damn thing. That whole whole party. Go ahead. Five or six other movies that should, it sounds like, should replace this on the list. Oh god! They need they need to redo the list because there's there's some more modern films that that the the next movie that we're gonna watch on the list is. Did I write it down? I know the the original cut of the movie was so long that they originally were planning to release it as like two different movies called Nashville Red and Nashville Blue. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, IMDb Top 100 Greatest Movies of All Time. The Ultimate List. Let me pull it up. You know, maybe in the in the the upper fifty, they were just going around the office, going, "Hey, what what do you want? What do you think we should put on the list?" <laughs> hey, do you watch anything over the weekend? Well, I went back. I watched uh, Nashville because I'm doing a Robert Altman rewatch, so I watched Nashville. I put it on the list. What did you think? I don't know. It was high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, the next one that we're gonna watch, we'll probably do that uh, next month. Is uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? That's number eighty on the list. Uh, all right, so long so the IMDb list is, that I'm looking at is very different. There's a couple but of I different we, lists. I, this I, is, I thought didn't we start off with the AMC list? I thought you were watching the AFI top one hundred. <laughs> no, we've been we've been doing the. No. Holy shit! Are we doing eight different lists? It's the top one hundred <laughs> greatest movies of all time from IMDb. You were, you were IMDb. looking at the top one hundred <laughs> movies named after places. Clearly, <laughs> oh. you just pulled up the wrong list before we. Um, <laughs> Before we end, I I had a game that we were going to do, and I, I I waited instead of doing it at the top of the show. I waited until Rick was here so we could end the show. Well, thank you. So we don't end with a bad taste in our mouth. Um. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the around the circle to the three of you guys, and the name of this game is Movie Part Four. I'm going to give. I'm going to tell you guys a film series. And this is all going to be a sign. And you have to tell me the complete title of the fourth film in that series. Oh, I'm so screwed here. For instance, if I said... <laughs> yeah, Scott, uh, we can go ahead and give Scott the prize on this. Suck it, Scott. <laughs> for instance, if I said um, Indiana Jones, you would say Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, I would or never you could, say that. Or you could say Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> or I could say the young Indiana Jones Chronicles because that's the closest I'm going to come to watching that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with Rick. Okay. Die Hard. Um, 
Sorry, there's two F-bombs in less than two minutes. I apologize. It's not to steal. Been a... <laughs> uh, Are we doing that? I am. <laughs> Die Hard 4 was... Was that Die Hard with a Vengeance? No. No. Uh, Scott? Live free or die hard. Live free or die hard. Is that the die one with hard. Kevin Smith? Yes. Okay, I did see it. I never saw Live free or die hard was the fifth. That was the fourth one. Yeah. Kevin Smith um, was the best thing in that movie. <laughs> John, hmm? Planet of the Apes. Oh, no fair. <laughs> I'm just going, I made a list. Okay, so. <laughs> I feel like this is so. Are we talking? Is this like it's not original? a trick question. It's not a trick question. This, it's this the, the fourth original? Planet of the Apes movie. Okay, all right. So there was the first one. The, was... the the new ones they haven't even made four of them yet. Well, that's what I didn't know if you. All right, it doesn't matter. All right. So uh, uh, the first one and uh, beneath Rick to steal and battle for war for. The Planet of the Apes, it's something like that. It's like mm. war or, or battle or uh, re- something like that doesn't count. Okay, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, maybe if you get the I'm, names I'm reversed, you get in trouble. Look, <laughs> if I get it wrong, I should get it wrong. <laughs> and on the previous game, I let you have it. That was like you didn't have to have the title correct, but the name, the point of the game was the title of the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Sometimes I can give you I, I'm, I'm really not that bothered about it. I just happened to listen to it today. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say um, Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Mm, that's not it. Rick? Okay, it goes Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, and ooh, Return? Battle 2. I um, thought it was Battle for, but maybe it's Return. If it's return, I still want credit. So that's it. <laughs> it, was, it was Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, because they didn't expect a sequel. And Beneath the Planet of the Apes is weird as hell, because they had to come up, they had to pull something out of their ass. And then Escape was when Cornelius and Zira found... Went back in time. It went back in time. And then it was Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. That's it. Oh, that's Conquest. it. Yeah. Good job. All right. Um, all right, Scott. Mm-hmm. See how I was gracious in defeat. Said I. <laughs> what was the name of the fourth movie in the Rambo series? Rambo. That is correct. Fourth Blood. <laughs> All right, Rick. Um, James Bond. Oh God. Was Doctor No? Casino Royale. Um, I'm just going to take a wild stab in the dark and say Goldfinger. Nope. Anybody else want to try? I will also take a stab in the dark. How about um, Never Say Never Again? No. That was way in... I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I, you know what? That's like my favorite one, and you're not allowed to say that because people get really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I could literally just start naming James Bond movies and never hit it. You want to try? <laughs> right. The, the, this is the one that I was hoping I wouldn't get because I, my knowledge of the early Bond films is is not where it would need to be. Um, but I, I'll take a swipe and say "Man with the Golden Gun" because it's likely is not. No, mm-hmm. it's not. 
No, nope, it's, it's not her Majesty's. It's not her Majesty's. It's it's actually funny because the one that John said is "Never Say Never Again," which was technically a remake. Oh, Thunderball! Of Thunderball! Oh, yeah. right. Um. Okay, John. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Halloween four. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Remember full that, title, full title. Is that uh, was that Halloween Four: Season of the Witch? No, that was Halloween Three. Scott, uh, uh, Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. That is correct. All right. Never seen a Halloween movie, Scott. <laughs> this one's yours. This this is. This game is going uh, unshockingly, shockingly as exactly as I predicted it would happen. <laughs> no one knows any of these. Scott. Right. Uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, boy. Um, Jason does Dallas. Uh, it, I'm pretty sure Manhattan is the Friday fifth the 13th, one. Part four, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jason Takes Manhattan is fi- no. Jason uh, Takes Manhattan, I think, was the that's like eight, that's like, like twelve or, or nine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm entirely not sure. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. I'm going to give it to you. The actual title is Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. There's, there, there, but there's no part four. They didn't put a part four. Yeah, they didn't call it part four. Uh, Jason meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> All right. Now, I was uh, expecting Rick to say that by John's rules, I should get it wrong. <laughs> no, actually, John would let you have it because he's already established it's a part four. I would let you have that. That's fine. Rocky um, and Bullwinkle, the final chapter. All right, Rick. Uh, <laughs> really, you shouldn't even have made an excuse for that. You should know better. I should have. And I'm, that doesn't stop me from bitching about it. <laughs> All right, Rick, lethal weapon. Oh, uh, oh shit! Um, I'm still. Huh. God, it's been so long since I've seen any of those movies. Um, the one I know. Yeah, Murtaugh is crazier. I don't know. I've got nothing. All right, John. This is Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah, Lethal Weapon 4. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are watching the the video? (laughs) (laughs) All right, John, this one's yours. Uh, Child's Play. Ooh, okay. Charles Play, I think just the bride in the third one. So son of Chucky? Nope. Anybody else want to try? Um I'll play four. <laughs> is it is that is that the one where they get the kid though? Is it the one where they get the kid? I don't think so. Because because the bride was in three, right? No, because Charles um, Play Four was Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Son of a bitch. 
<laughs> then it was Seed of Chucky. Seed of Chucky. Yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking of. And then they seriously named the movie Seed of Chucky. Yeah. 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 And then I believe it was Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. All right, Scott, this one's yours. Um Shrek. Oh, John Steele. Shrek Forever After. Yeah, but they didn't do a play on the word on the number four. It was just Shrek Forever After. Oh, right. yeah. Um, I thought the same thing. Sometimes one could forgive me for assuming yeah, that they would. I, be, I don't think I have seen it written like that. Um, trite enough to be four ever after. Rick, mm-hmm. X Men. Okay, so we're getting into the field of technicalities here. Uh, <laughs> the fourth movie in the series. The fourth X Men movie was. Uh, uh, hell was it called x-men um first class no john ross scott either one of you want to try uh i understand rick's hesitance i'm gonna try um days of future past no yeah i knew it wasn't that one well because there were the first three and then if i started. get this right will you grant me a boon sean grant you a what grant me a boon just say yes don't say yes, yes. i don't okay. know what that means but yes X- oh. x-men origins wolverine x-men origins wolverine oh okay give rick the point okay that's not an x-men movie that's a wolverine movie rick it has x-men point. in the title it is an x-men movie I think think it does take place. I think the events do take place because I think he leaves three and he walks back up to the camp. And Hugh Jackman played Wolverine. So X Men Origins Wolverine is a spinoff and it's also a prequel to the entire series. The fourth movie in the X Men series is First Class. That's really. And we're not going chronologically. We're going. (laughs) We're going. What was the fourth movie in the series that was released? I feel like you can make an equal argument for Days of Future Past as much as well as you can make for First Class. All right, John. Fair enough, but I I really think that Wolverine should be considered a spinoff and not really part of the series. And and Rick gets the point for that. I agree with Scott, and we all know he's going to win anyway. So (laughs) the points even matter at this point. (laughs) And and I I thank you and and and. Yeah, you you you've so totally trounced us. John, uh, you got forty other questions up there. Terminator. So two was Judgment Day. Three was Rise of the Machines. Four was um. Oh, that's the one that I liked and nobody else liked. <laughs> uh, I can. Uh, um, Half of it was really good because the 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 dude um, from Avatar, his storyline I thought was great. It was the. Now, see, this is gonna actually sucks. piss me off because I do actually know this one and I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> Rick's trying to slide some sly hints his way. <laughs> I can't remember the title of it though. <laughs> Um, no, I can. I can. I remember scenes from it. I remember because I actually saw it in a theater. The only time mm-hmm. I saw it, um, it's like uh, uh, 
for um, Fury Road. It was like, it, was, it, it wasn't Genesis. It was like, it's like Apocalypse or it was, it was something, it was one word that uh, gave a hint of post-nuclear devastation. <laughs> <laughs> I know that really narrows it down. Uh, nope. Scott, do you know? Of course you <laughs> Just say Scott. <laughs> Terminator Salvation. That's Salvation. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was, I, thought I liked it. I, All right. it, it, was, it was like two thirds of a good movie. <laughs> I just thought the John Connor storyline was was sad. You know what? I one was very good. <clears throat> Two was very very good. Three was not good. So mm. four was better. So maybe that's why I liked it. See, I liked three more than I liked four. I thought three was wasn't half bad. Mm, that's not correct. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just like looking at the pretty lady. No, right. no. Well, Scott, this <laughs> the last one. Um, Ice Age. I said, oh shit! You only got like fourteen to choose from. <laughs> uh, might as well ask me what the fourth land before time is. I might be able to steal this. Let me give me that again. John's looking over at his DVD collection. <laughs> Sharon's only just discovering the Ice Age movies, and uh... I'm not DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that freaking squirrel. I, I was looking off into the middle distance. I think he's annoying as hell, but I think Te- it's a, mu- technically I think it's not a muskrat. A uh, he's a scrat. Yeah, yeah, muskrat. It's a well. It's still annoying. A, whatever. He's a prehistoric <laughs> small rodent. So it's squirrel not a pre- type creature. Yeah. Prehistoric yeah. rodent. We'll go with that. Um, yeah. Is its name? This, this is as as blind a stab as I could come up with, but. Um, uh, Ice Age, the Thaw. Nope, you're very close. This, I think this, I think this is the one with uh, um, the meltdown. No, it's not meltdown. It is um, Ice Age Four: Continental Drift. Continental Drift. Yeah, I was like, it was, it was the one where there's basically the pirate movie, but I couldn't yeah. remember which one was which. Yeah, the meltdown is is. They need to flee, and uh, it doesn't matter. Rick, Rick got two. John got one. Scott got seven. So. Yeah. This is my shock face. <laughs> <laughs> so if you took our scores and combined it, and then squared it, <laughs> we would still lose. <laughs> no, if you combine and then square, if you combine and squared it, we would win. Then, then you got me beat by two. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody, check out our Patreon. Uh, this month we did uh, Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park, or Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, and uh, that is available. I apologize to everyone that had to watch. <laughs> that is available on Patreon as a video and as an audio podcast. So, uh, however you want to consume that, it is available there for a donation of three dollars per month, or you can become a producer like Brandon Ushio. Tom Corcoran and Dale Goodall, and uh, that's a being a member at the ten dollar level. So uh, come and check it out at uh, patreon.com/slash infinite potato. 
And if you want to contact the show, just stay tuned. And announcer Nate will let you know in just a minute how you can do that. Rick, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? You can find me all over the network, but I, ha- I, have, I have a message I want to send out to everyone. And I know none of our listeners do this, but if you know someone that does this, I want you to do me a favor and just smack them like Will Smith at the Oscars. <laughs> because I have seen more whining and complaining Okay, we've uh, we've all been looking forward to Strange New Worlds, the new Star Trek series. Ever since they announced it, the world went, oh my God, we're going back to what Star Trek used to be. They released a trailer and the internet has not stopped bitching since it came out. <laughs> yeah. Stop. If you know someone who decides that a series is going to suck based on a 45 second trailer, smack them for me. And then it's find me more, up it's the iris more of the or, new woke track. I'm just so, oh, Star Trek fans are really AKA pissing me off the track. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me talking about Star Trek on that Star Trek podcast, or uh, you can find me on Open the Iris, our Stargate SG1 watch along. I remembered the word this time, uh, <laughs> show, uh, or uh, you know, whatever else I decide I might want to ramble about online. All right. John, what about you? Uh, you can find me uh, hosting my game show on the network, Captain Game Show, the game show of the network. Uh, these gentlemen, as well as others, have uh, graced its virtual stage with their presence, and hopefully there will be uh, guests again. Um, three rounds of trivia wordplay, one round of improv, and a season-long arc you know, where I was talking about, we like the individual shows that also have a season-long arc. That's what the hit game is, ladies and gentlemen. Each show stands on its own, but you can string them together and play the uh, year-long game that is the hidden game. This time, clues more obvious than ever before, but uh, will be completely meaningless until I tell you what to do with at the end of the season. That's what I just wrote down. I was listening to the show in my car, and I just remembered that <laughs> I had to mm-hmm. write down the clip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Scott? Uh, <clears throat> on rare occasions, you can uh, hear me on this show, as well as that Star Trek podcast, and once in a while on Captain Game Show. Um, the As of this recording... The episode that released either today or yesterday uh, features me. Um, Mm. But even though my podcasting is uh, more rare than it used to be, I am still trying to plug away at my graphic art business, which uh, you can check out some of that work on my website, www.planetrisecreative.com, or find me on Twitter at Planet Rise. Um, I'm open for commissions. I have designed book covers and social media avatars and banners and logos, posters, photo manipulation, and so on. So if you have a graphic art project that needs some doing, uh, reach out and let me know. Uh, We can probably work something out. All right. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for joining us. Be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear John say... I think it's interesting that people only ever boogie in one direction.
thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Brought to you by InfinitePotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.